Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. It is another beautiful Thursday afternoon. I hope you guys are doing well. Just one more day till we're to the weekend where we can party and shop and have fun. Those fall deals are coming out well, and those, you know, end of summer deals are coming out now too. So, it's actually a perfect time to go shopping. There's going to be a lot of fucking deals going on, alright? But, we can talk about all that afterwards, alright? If you don't know who I am, I am Dusty McBalls. I am the host of this beautiful channel. I am also the certified cougar hunter and the man with the biggest set of testicles in this world. Alright, and on today's episode, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good horror movie breakdown, alright? We have The Clove Hitch Killer, alright? It is a movie that I saw on Hulu. It is so fucking good. It is really good, and I'm excited to tell you guys about this movie, alright? But before we get into that, let me give you the rundown of what's, you know, gonna happen for this episode. First off, like usual, start with the synop or the synopsis, and then we move into the actors, where this was filmed, the budget, the box office, all of that good stuff. Then I tell you my thoughts on it, and then we get into the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, alright? That's why... I really only do this episode is because one, I get to share cool movies with you guys, but two, and mainly for the second reason, it's for the Rotten Tomato reviews. Some Rotten Tomatoes is fucking brutal when it comes to its reviews. And I think we have figured that out by now. They are fucking ruthless. But, you know, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, and it's all opinion based, which is stupid, but who knows? Who cares, actually? So, before we get started, um, no Crocs, just, you know, I want to tell you guys a good, talk about a good movie with you, so hopefully you guys will go out and watch this one. I highly recommend it. It is really, really good. It is different. It is kind of different. You know, not a lot of movies took the approach that this movie takes. I've only seen one other movie do it, and it was Maniac. And, and that one released in 1980, I believe. I could be wrong, but it's kind of the same thing, alright? Well, not like the same movie, but like the same premise of this movie, alright? So, the synopsis for this movie is, after Tyler finds a cache of disturbing images in his father's possession... He begins to suspect that the man he trusts most in the world may be responsible for a series of unsolved murders. Genre, mystery, thriller, crime. It could also be labeled in the horror genre. I would put it there. All right. The original language, English, producer, Duncan Skiles. Not sorry, not the producer. The director is Duncan Skiles. The producer is Andrew Krotschak, Walter Krotschak, and Cody Ryder. The writer for this movie is Christopher Ford, and the release date in theaters was November 16th, 2018, and that was limited. The release date for streaming was November 16th, 
2018 box office. The gross only for the USA was $8.2,000. I saw somewhere that I think it was on IMDb where it was 167000 worldwide. So that's pretty good. And you can tell this movie is a little low budget, but it is good. The runtime is an hour and 50, so a little bit over that, you know, typical hour and a half mark. The distributor is IFC Midnight, and the production company is IFC Films. Now, let's get into the cast and crew. Dylan McDermott, he's Don. He's the dad. He is the also the dad that was in um, American Horror Story, the first season. Is it Murder House? Yeah. He's the dad in there. He, um, Dr. Ben Car- Harmon. Harmon? Dr. Ben Harmon. Yeah, that's him. Okay. I knew I recognized him and I didn't know who it was until I saw the face officially now. Because in this movie he looks a little different. But yes, it is the dad from Murder House. Charlie Plummer plays Tyler. Samantha Mathias plays Cindy. Madison Beatty plays Cassie. And that's basically it. There's more actors, but those are the main little actor people in it, okay? Now, the tomato meter for this movie was 79%, and the audience score was 67%. So, it was a a decent movie. You know, usually good movies on Rotten Tomatoes have that, you know, between that 60 and 80%. Anything above an 80 is pretty much like, oh my god, this is phenomenal. So this was a good movie, right? Now, for people that haven't watched this, it is basically about a boy who is in the Boy Scouts in a very religious town. Almost, listen, okay, no disrespect to all of you good old Christian folk or any of you religious people, but in this movie, they make you guys look so bad. Oh my god, okay? It is so bad. So, the main character, Tyler, I'm scrolling back down to see. Yeah, Tyler and his dad. His dad is like the leader of the Boy Scouts. He runs everything, and Tyler is a part of the Boy Scouts. And he goes, this family goes to church. It's a, it's a small town. I would probably say nobody more than like 10,000 people. That's how small it is. And they're, you know, all hardcore Christian folk. Now, how, like, I feel bad for Tyler, this entire, not entire movie, this entire movie, because how it all starts is he takes his dad's truck, goes to pick up this girl that he likes at church. They're hanging out one night. They're kind of making out in the cab of the truck. She reaches into one of, like, the the holders on the side of the door where you can put your drink and stuff like that. She reaches in there and sees a photo of a woman that's ball ball gagged and is like being hung and just, it looks kind of like a autoerotic asphyxiation. And she's like, what the fuck is this? You're disgusting. You're a perv. She goes and tells somebody at school and then they, it spreads. It fucking spreads. While he in the moment is telling the girl like hey that's not mine but she a fucking course doesn't believe her and this is when he realizes because it's his dad's truck that that is his dad's you know she not sheep but picture right 
And so dad's a little shady. You start figuring out like dad's a little weird because, you know, he all, the dad, you know, goes to, has a shed, not goes to, but has a shed on this land, right? And Tyler's like, why can't I go ever go in there and talk to dad? Like, why is it always off limits to me? And his mom goes, your dad has hobbies that he doesn't want any of us to be a part of. It's his little thing to get away from all of us. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. And so one day while the family is going out somewhere and Tyler stays back, he goes and looks in his dad's little shed and he finds in there under a floorboard, you know, a bunch of like pictures of mutilated girls and stuff like that just nasty shit and so when he's this church that they all go to um once everything starts spreading around that tyler's the creep with the photos all of his church friends are like being dicks to him and being like this is a sin you're going to hell and just bullying the fuck out of him like they could all like his one of his best friends in this movie i wanted him to die so fucking bad like, it was unbelievable on how annoying he was and how the bullying was so bad, right? So, once they're leaving church one of these days, across the street is this nice red-headed lady who, you know, knows a lot about true crime, specifically the Clove Hitch killings, all right? So, after he finds out what's going on in this box, he goes to Cassie and talks to her about the you know clove hitch killings and next thing you know they start hanging out and he because at her place she lives with her grandma i believe it's her grandma it's her grandma or her aunt but she lives there and in that house her grandma or aunt used to be you know part of the fbi i think it was the fbi and she was on the clove hitch killer case and so she has all of the files and everything right And so, as he's looking through all of this stuff, Cassie asks him, like, you know, what's going, like, why are you so interested all of a sudden? And he's just like, oh, I'm just kind of curious, blah, 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 just want to know what's going on, stuff like that. And so, as they progress to hang out more at her house and going through all of these files, um, the dad stalks you know, Tyler one day, and he's like, and he's like, what's going on with Tyler, why is he over at a girl's house, blah, 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 he's like lying to me and stuff like that, and so one night when Tyler gets home, he's brushing his teeth, and this is after he found the box of all these weird photos and everything, and so he's still super on edge about his dad, he, you know, is brushing his teeth, dad comes to him and says, so I uh, noticed you're not going to you're not tutoring at the school. Who's this girl's house that you're going to? So he tells her, well, not tells her, dad is a guy, tells him like, you know, oh, I'm just going over there to help her study and stuff like that. That's all, that's all it is. And dad's like, no, you're not. You've got a girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And the dad knows, okay. The dad knows that he found his little weird stash, right? And so Cassie comes over. They're having a good old, you know, just She's very funny. She's, you know, sarcastic funny. 
and she's making the family laugh because she's one of the opening lines was she's like, so Cassie, what do you do? You, do you go to church or something like that? And she goes, no, I'm actually an atheist and I practice witchcraft, you know, just to mess with the family a little bit because they're hardcore Christians. And so she's like, I'm just joking and just as they're all laughing and stuff like that. But, you know, dad's a little suspicious of Cassie. Like he kind of knows what's going on. So one day, um, well, on the way back, not one day, but on the way back, from you know dinner he's gonna go drop Cassie off and he's like I think my dad's the clove hitch killer and then she laughs it off your dad couldn't be him blah 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 and then one day the parents are gone she invites you know or not he not she but he invites Tyler invites Cassie over and they go into the fucking shed and the box is gone except there's floor plans for in the crawl space under the house all right so tyler one day plays sick goes into the crawl space and finds all of this like memorabilia or like not really memorabilia but like treasures that his dad has kept from killing each victim he has all of the license and stuff like that and so he ends up telling cassie or not, well, he told Cassie about the room, and then his dad takes him hunting, right, into the woods, where he tries to explain to Tyler that those were his brother's things. His brother was the clove hitch killer, and he was holding onto it because he couldn't go to the police because he didn't want to shatter the family, right? But we all know that's a lie. We all know it's actually the dad, so... As as a few days pass, you know, Tyler just drops everything and says, no, it can't be my dad. It was my uncle that passed away in a car accident and he tells Cassie this. And it's just like, this is the point where they start going their separate ways. And then Tyler goes out on like a trip, a mission trip somewhere, I think it was. And the mom and his daughter, and well, Hold on, relax, okay? So, his mom and his sister, they are going on a trip somewhere else. I can't remember. So, the dad is at the house by himself alone. So, the first day he's there, he literally gets on a dress, puts a rope around, like, the top of, like, uh, he puts a clamp on the top of, like, the doorway, and he, like, hangs himself a little bit, and he's taking pictures of himself on this Polaroid camera right because after Tyler found everything out and they had that explanation Tyler said we need to burn it so they burnt it so his dad has no like treasures of his victims so he's freaking the fuck out and as he's doing these photos and stuff like that Cassie comes over and then he takes a picture of Cassie and you think Cassie is going to be his next victim but she quickly gets a phone call from her dad and so she leaves, right? This is this right here. I'm not going to kind of explain. Well, I'm going to expose the ending, but it'll all tie in in like a couple seconds. So his dad then gets dressed, goes to the grocery store, picks out his next, vic next victim. And it's this lady who I think she was a nurse because she was wearing scrubs. She's either a nurse or a vet and she's wearing scrubs and he, you know, picks her out. So we start stalking her house and he 
starts, you know, planning his next move. And so what he does, what his thing is, is he would tie the specific knot where the hose is that comes out of the house. He would tie the specific knot there, and that's how you knew either you were the next victim or that's where his next victim is going to be. So he ties a knot, and then he gets all set up, ends up breaking into this woman's house, ties her up, takes photos of her, then kills her, and then at this moment, Tyler walks in with a shotgun. And this, I'm going to bring it back because it's a little bit of a flashback to from this point, okay? So, remember when Tyler left to go on that mission trip? Well, he actually didn't. He got on the bus, got off, the, got off at the next stop, stayed over at Cassie's house where they figured out, you know, how to prove that their dad was, or not their dad, but his dad was, you know, the Clove Hitch killer. And you find out that towards the end of the movie because so what he does is they just basically stalk him and they realize that he's the clove hitch killer and Tyler comes in with the shotgun and there's this little struggle that breaks out and Cassie you know gets knocked out she gets slammed against the door and gets knocked out and then Tyler it starts wrestling with his dad and he gets thrown on the ground and his dad's on top of him trying to kill him trying to choke him out and Cassie hits his dad, Don, with a lamp and knocks him out. And she's about to call 911, but Tyler tells her to stop. Don't do that. So what they eventually do is they bring him out to the middle of the woods and they stage it like a suicide and that he shot himself. And this is where, a little bit before this, I accidentally left this out and it came you know, to my mind. After he left, got on the bus, and got off at the next stop, he met um, Cassie at one of the victims' houses. And this is where you find out that one of the victims was her mom. So Don killed her mom. And so, just imagine that. Hold on, that's just a whole nother trip. What if when she did go into that house, he actually did kill her? That would have been fucking mind-blowing. That would have been actually really cool. Not, well, really cool, yeah. Really good. That would have been really good. I would have never seen that coming. That would have been good. I like that. That's a good idea. I like that idea. But, anyways, so, they staged it like a suicide. You find out that Cassie's mom was the one of the victims. I think it was victim number four. And that's basically it. It doesn't move incredibly slow, but it doesn't move incredibly fast. It's just, you know, it just cruises along, right? You're on the interstate doing 70 on the highway and cruise control. That's what this is, all right? It's just a Sunday drive. And I like that about this movie. I thought it was good, okay? Now, some of the, um, what is it? The critics, you know, said it was a little, a little too slow. But it was good. It was good. Like this one says, this is a Dana Schwartz Entertainment Weekly top critic. Unlike so many recent horror movies, the Clove Hitch Killer is patient with its thrills. Almost, oh my god, this is going to be a tough word for me to say. Almost excruciatingly so. Yeah, so 
she thought it was slow, but I thought it, I thought it was a good pace. I thought it was a good pace. Um, the critics' consensus for this movie is the Clove Hitch Killer patiently dials up the tension with the story that makes up for. Oh my God, you guys! I'm sorry, I can't read. The Clove Hitch Killer patiently dials up the tension with the story that makes up for a lack of surprises with strong performances and a chilling wit. All right. So let's get into so let's get into some more of these, you know, fucking reviews. This one comes from Emily Yoshida, New York Magazine slash Vulture top critic. Skyle's film doesn't care so much. What the fuck did I just do? There we go. Skyle's film doesn't care so much if you think you know how it ends, even if you're right. It's all about twisting the knife in the process and confirming those fears. Brian Tallarico, Roger Herbert.com, top critic. As good as Plummer and McDermott are here, ultimate as good as Plummer and McDermott are here in parentheses, writer Christopher D. Ford ultimately writes himself into a corner that requires action in the final act that doesn't ring true. Ratings, 2 out of 4. This one comes from Nick Shagger, thedailybeast.com. An excellent McDermott embodies Don with just enough strangeness to keep audiences from knowing precisely where the Clove Hitch Killer is heading. And then this is going to be our final review, alright? First time feature director Duncan Skiles brings some spooky atmosphere to a smart script by Christopher Ford. This one comes from Neil Noel, not Neil, Noel Murray, Los Angeles Times, top critic. So, yes, this is a very, very good movie, okay? I liked it a lot. Not, well, it's not very good, but it is a good movie, okay? Go out and watch it, all right? I'm promise you it won't be a waste of your time. It is a good movie, all right? Probably one of my favorite serial killer movies out there, I would say. So, but with that being said, I'm going to end this episode here. Um just a few things before I let you guys go. Make sure you vote. You can vote once a day even if you already voted, okay? If you and that that'll be on my Instagram at the rainy day horror show. So just go to my Instagram. It's usually up around noon. So just go there, click the link and it'll take you right to it where you can vote. All right. Um, if you want a custom made sweatshirt, DM me on Instagram and we will, you know, work it out. Tell me your colorway, what you want. And I will get the materials. I'll shoot you the price and collect payment before I start making it. All right. What's the last thing? Um, Crypticon tomorrow. So psyched. Okay, if you're going, talk to me. It's in Minneapolis. All right, I'm going to be there all three days. Just hanging out. Looking at all the creepy shit. So, if you're there, poke in, say hi. Me and Gabby are going to be there. All right. But, with that being said, I'm going to let you guys go here. Remember, stay frosty. Stay foxy. And most importantly, the most important thing on this fucking planet stay safe you beautiful peacocks i love y'all 
deuces.